We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your Second money. Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. Glad you're with us this weekend. Mark Cox here along with the big dog, Bo Matthews, and producer Carl Middleman. Pew, pew. Welcome in, uh, Bo. How are you, man? <laughs> Roof, I'm good. Roof. You're the big dog. <laughs> this is the time of the year I get into my my big dog role. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a great week. How about you? How are you yeah, doing? Yeah, uh, things are good. Yeah, no problem. Lots going on this week, of course, that we're going to talk about uh, throughout the show today. Uh, we've got uh, we're going to talk about a big motorcycle. Um, uh, uh, show that's coming to town. You don't want to miss that. And of course, uh, this issue going on with the city of St. Louis and uh, the possibility of a special prosecutor and maybe a new gun law thrown in there, which catches people's attention immediately. We're going to we're going to inform you about that uh, during this episode. And that is why this show exists. So we encourage you to share this show with anybody that is like-minded or wants to learn more about the Second Amendment. We're also going to talk about the great outdoors. And uh, and it's also about supporting our police officers. And, uh, I, guys, I texted you last night and said, hey, I'm at the Poker Bash meeting right now. We, we run about five or six meetings before the event. And uh, the 7th Annual Big Dogs Poker Bash is going to be March 5th. At the new location this year, the Eureka Community Center, Mark Cox joined us last year, and uh, and it was wonderful. We put a bounty on him, so if you're playing in the game, you can hunt him down and win his prize. Do you remember what they gave away when they knocked you out? Yeah, I was on the low end of that. I think it was like 50 bucks. There were people there that had $100 bounties on their head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, beat, we, beat we, we tried to sweeten bucks. it. We try to sweeten the pot a little bit, but uh, it is a uh, donation uh, to the Eureka Police Officer Support Fund to be at this event, and we've had, like I said, up to 200 players before. We'd love to get you out, and my co-vice president is Jamie Bone of Bone Auto Glass. Her and her husband own uh, several locations around uh, in the city, and uh, Baldwin, and Washington, Missouri as well. We were uh, We were talking last night, and Jamie's come up with a pretty cool way. We have these guns uh, that we're going to be raffling off. We've got, you know, a few different firearms. Uh, but Jamie, welcome to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. How are you? Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. It was a good meeting last night, and people don't realize this event is put on by about seven or eight people. I mean, that's about it that does it, and it you're a big part of that. Did you figure out what we were talking about last night on these tickets for the the two firearms? 
Yeah, so I'm going to, up in our three locations that we have, I'm going to have like a, a flyer put up with a okay. QR code. And, you know, while you're in there, you can take a picture of that code and then you can Venmo that way. And then I'll send you a picture of your, you know, ticket with your number on it, filled out with your information on it. Ah, fantastic that's, that's idea. It really expands the way people can participate. Even if they can't get out to a beat me at poker, they can at least uh, buy a ticket that way. See? <laughs> Right, and you don't have to be at the event to win. So <laughs> that's yeah, great. we will definitely call you for that. Yeah, uh, but uh, speaking of the of the two that we're going to have several firearms, but these two we have a Henry Golden Boy twenty two long rifle. Mark, do you have that in your uh, in your stockpile? I, I do. I have a twenty two long rifle. Which is, it's not that one. I, that sounds really cool. Is that the lever okay. action? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. No, Henry, Henry makes a beautiful firearm. Uh, and a Glock 19X pistol. This is uh, the uh, desert brown uh, color. And I uh, want to thank Doc's Guns and Ammo for uh, helping us get these uh, these firearms. But I thought uh, Jamie came up with a great way for anybody to support it. And so Bone Auto Glass in the city is at what location? So 5821 Hampton Avenue. It's so the like old, uh, what's the old, it used to be what? White Speed Shop, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Iconic. An iconic place. Uh, Then Baldwin on Manchester. Yep. And then out in Washington, Missouri. Nice. And Jamie doesn't play, Mark. I don't know if you met Jamie last year, but she doesn't play. Uh, She's in in control of the bartending. Oh, nice. Well, we might have met because I'm certainly in the bar. (laughs) Yeah. I'm back there making all the yummy drinks. After I got beat, I didn't have anything else to do. I just went to the bar. It was fantastic. (laughs) and hung out um yeah this this event is a lot of fun and it it usually wraps up by six or seven o'clock we start feeding everybody about 11 or 12 and it's going to be no different uh but first place guarantee is 500 dollars uh and there'll be prizes to the entire final table um and and jamie you are so busy you're a super mom business owner running three locations what what why is this uh, event important to you well, my family's in the area. You know, my kids are in the area. We want them to have the, you know, the best police department there is, and we love them. You know, these are these are people that are part of our community. They're part of, you know, other things that we're involved in. We see their kids grow up. You know, and yeah, we just we care a lot about them. Yeah, we do. It's a good group. Uh, and Chief Wiegand, a great leader in that group. And uh, Mike Warges, they do a great job uh, running the Eureka Police Department. And, of course, you love the blue? You want to back the blue? Join us at the 7th Annual Big Dogs Poker Bash, Realty Executives premiere. And uh, it is this uh, March 5th at uh, the Eureka Community Center. Jamie, thanks for joining us on the uh, on the Thank show. Uh, and uh, we will. I'll see you at the next meeting. I'll see you at the next meeting. All right, good all right. stuff. Okay. Yep, Jamie, thank you for all you do. That's great. Anything we can thank do to, to help out uh, the the back the blue, we're, we're going to do it. And this is such a such, that place was packed last year. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and some great serious food. some serious poker players in there too. I just have to say. Yeah, um, and uh, again, uh, you want to find out more about uh, the way Jamie is going to be doing the raffle tickets. You can find me in person, but uh, if you want to just uh, find our locations at boneautoglass.com. Yeah, All right, nice. uh, there's more There's more going on besides that, but I didn't want to get that out there. Well, no, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you did. There, there is a lot going on. You know, uh, this week uh, they've been we've been covering on the show that, that uh, sh- uh, 
situation in Memphis uh, with Tyree oh, Nichols terrible. and uh, his death at the hands of five police officers. I mean, we, you can watch the video. You don't have to speculate on what happened there. It was uh, a, a, a clearly an overreaction to what he was suspected of doing if it was a traffic stop or whatever the case may be even even if he ran uh, no i don't think anybody uh, in law enforcement is disputing that bo i've had several police officers that uh, reach out to me and they're they're just flabbergasted by what they saw in that video they, they, they can't believe it well uh you know i would like to know uh and i need to do my research on the level of experience these police officers had as well because in any walk of life in any business everybody's having a tough time recruiting whether it's fast food or uh car uh sales whatever it is i'm sure law enforcement we know law enforcement's having a tough time getting uh, uh police officers and they're under a ton of stress not that that excuses this, but there is a lot of pressure going on. They they did reduce their hiring standards a couple years ago in 2020 yeah. in Memphis, in fact. Black and Hispanic officers use force far less frequently than white male officers. Problem is, like you said, few people of color want to be police officers. So a new look to the police force is going to take a new approach to targeting, acquiring, and training cops of color. There are so many factors that contribute to the decline of people going into this particular profession. Um, and all of those things cannot be really answered in. Hiring events, commercials. You consider becoming a Memphis police officer. Flyers. The city of Memphis, like police departments across the country, is pulling out all the stops to try and recruit new officers. And at least two of these guys came in after that. But uh, here's the thing. Yesterday, uh, or earlier this week, I should say, at the, at the uh, funeral, uh, there was a lot of pressure, and it was mentioned repeatedly, this uh, George Floyd Policing Act that they're trying to demand that Congress now pass and i just have to tell you i think it's a horrible idea it 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 uh, it is taking advantage of the emotion of the moment to make permanent changes in policing in this country including re- removing qualified immunity now for people that aren't familiar with what that is it, it, a police officer has some protections in 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 carrying out their job if they remove that means they can't be sued individually Right. So if a police officer uh, is handcuffing someone, for example, to traffic stop or a warrant that's been served or whatever, they accidentally bruise that person's arm while, you know, having to manhandle them to to get them in handcuffs. If they remove qualified immunity every single day of their job, a police officer could have could potentially face uh, a lawsuit by somebody who claimed they were, you know, uh, bruised or, or manhandled by a police officer. Right now, there are. Uh, there, there are um, uh, policies in effect where you can lodge a complaint against the, the police department, but you can't go out and hire some ambulance chasing attorney who's going to sue every police officer uh, for every single thing. This act would remove that protection for our first responders. And I'll be honest with you, Bo, I don't know who would want to do that job for low pay and then risk uh. personal uh, financial loss every single day you're out there doing your job. You know, Mark, it, it blows me away when uh, I go through my local publication uh, of the newspaper and there's printed want ads that are in there and it's a uh, local municipality and uh, police officers are getting paid $17 an hour. I can flip burgers for that or probably make more uh, doing something like that. So 
yes, if you have a passion in your in your heart for law and order, I I agree. You should follow that passion. But it's you're not doing it for the money. You you're know not. that. Nobody. You may be doing, doing it for the, the power. Uh, but the George Floyd uh, Justice and Policy uh, Policing Act. Tyree's mother, and uh, express my condolences and told her that I was going to be making the case to the Congress that to pass the George Floyd Act. We should get this under control. I can only do so much in an executive order at a federal level. I was really pleased that she called for no peaceful protest, no no violence, no movement at all. And so I, uh, you know, I spoke with her about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, they also say it will install new training requirements surrounding racial profiling and restrict the use of chokeholds and no-knock warrants. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if, if you're in the moment, and I know, we both know, several police officers, sometimes there's no rules. I mean, yeah, I mean there are rules, but there's, there's no way you can do your job without sometimes doing these things, even for a moment. Now, of no, course, I, I agree. George, George Floyd died, of course, and, and this uh, guy in Memphis, he, he died. But sometimes in the moment, your pushback from the criminal is, is unruly. Right. So what do you do? And we're not defending that, but some of these uh, recommendations have come up with cockamamie ideas like the police officer has to go down a checklist of nonviolent responses before they can consider pulling a taser or then finally pulling a handgun in a split second can cause it can cause the loss of a police officer's life. Those are split second decisions. And if they try to enforce that on our police, there are going to be a lot more dead police officers. It's silly season in America. And I hope that uh, Congress doesn't overreact and pass something like this based on emotion, because it would be horrible for the members of law enforcement in this country. It just would. Every Every situation is different. And, you know, with the technology of this world, Mark, we, we could be moving to uh, to robot police at some point, like, ro- like RoboCop back yeah, in the 80s. Remember true. the movie? I, do. I mean, getting to the point because they would have those checklists, uh, you know, they could go through those immediately with their you know software or whatever. We don't want that. But no. these police officers are human. The people that are getting in trouble are human. We need to figure this out. And I don't I agree. I don't think this uh, this is. The best way to go. I agree. Well, speaking of uh, crime, for example, uh, a lot of it is not enforced in the city of St. Louis. Uh, there is a bill pending in Jeff City that would address some of that in terms of juveniles carrying handguns and a special prosecutor potentially to help the St. Louis Circuit Attorney get off her duff and actually prosecute some crimes in the city. Will it happen? I don't know. But coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk to one of the state representatives here in Missouri who's pushing that idea. It's all coming up on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count when the deal is done. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time 
baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Penny Lane, there is a barber showing photographs Of every head he's had the pleasure to know And all the people that come and go Stop and say hello On the corner is a banker with a motor car It's Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. This segment proudly brought to you by Razorback Armory. They are in De Pere on Manchester Road. They've got a great selection of firearms, ARs, pistols, accessories. They also have the Mantis X we've been talking about a lot on this show. And they've also donated a wonderful shotgun to the Poker Bash that is going to be on March 5th in Eureka to support the Eureka Police Officer Support Fund. You love the blue? You want to back the blue? Join us at the 7th Annual Big Dogs Poker Bash, Realty Executives premiere, and uh, it is uh, March 5th at uh, the Eureka Community Center. And, uh, of course, you're going to hear about that a bunch this month uh, as we're getting ready. And we're looking for players for the game. So just search 7th Annual Big Dogs Poker Bash, and you can get signed up right there. Uh, But thanks to Razorback Armory. Go to RazorbackArmory.com. Yeah, and you don't have to be a good player, as evidenced by the fact that I'll be playing, right? Uh, (laughs) Last year, I made it almost almost to the final table. (laughs) I I did, and I'm terrible. I I know. Everybody has their lucky day, right? That's it. Hey, (laughs) you know, uh, we talk about the Second Amendment a lot on here, obviously. Uh, There's a concern in the city of St. Louis. There's, There's some legislation pending in Jeff's city that's sort of an all-encompassing let's fight crime package right part of it Bo I talked to uh, the the new speaker of the house Dean Plocker this week on my show part of it would would grant police in the city something they've been asking for for a while and that is juveniles carrying guns they they've argued that they don't have a good enforcement mechanism a good law to stop those juveniles if they are carrying a gun because when constitutional carry was approved and everybody could carry they said that no age limit was put on it and and for that reason they feel like they can't stop a juvenile and question them about uh, carrying a gun now i i think there's a little excuse uh, action going on there but regardless that's one of the things that would be included in this new bill that they're debating down in jefferson city well, I love the part that it says, uh, the, the new firearm limit, restricting minors from possessing guns in public without adult supervision. Yes. So if, you're, if your mom or dad is carrying and you're carrying, well, then you're good, right? As or long, yeah, yeah. this is like going to an R-rated movie, <laughs> as long as I bring a parent. Which would give the cops the excuse they need to stop somebody. Odds are a teenager walking down the street in the middle of the night does not have his parent with him. So if that's what they need to help them, that's good. That doesn't affect law-abiding gun owners at all. I like that. Now, the other part about this, this bill is sponsored by Representative Lane Roberts from Joplin. And part of it is he wants to give the governor the right to appoint a special prosecutor to come into the city and and prosecute crimes that the current circuit attorney, Kim Gardner, is refusing to do because she's not doing her job very often. And yeah, that, um, that's part of well, that's part of what he wants to do here. It would be all part of the same bill. And I had a chance to talk to Lane Roberts on my show this week. Here's what he had to say. 
They should be held accountable. They should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. If you, if you do the crime, you do the time. The root cause of crime is poverty. But I also think that somebody that picking up a paycheck is not picking up a gun. I want to draw your attention to that bite you heard from Mayor Tishara Jones talking about crime in St. Louis. There's a disconnect here, right? Uh, she believes the key is diverting calls to behavioral experts instead of police officers. This is how she wants to affect crime numbers in the city of St. Louis. I don't mean to laugh. It's it's deadly serious. we got criminals running the streets, particularly juveniles, and we won't do anything about it. It's very, very frustrating. Part of that also focuses on the circuit attorney's office, where they've had a complete failure, a complete breakdown. What do you do about that? Well, our guest is State Representative Elaine Roberts, and he's from uh, District 161. And, uh, sir, it's great to have you on this morning. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's it's good to, good to get you on here. And, you know, I should uh, just mention to people before we get started, you are a former police chief and uh, director of uh, public safety for the state, correct? That is correct. Well, the, you, so you bring that experience from the point of view of, of first responders and people on the street. Uh, tell people about your proposal here that would uh, allow a special prosecutor to help out in St. Louis. Well, we're referring to House Bill 301. There's, there's a number of elements in that bill, but one of them deals with the authority of the governor to appoint a special prosecutor. As initially written, it was kind of open-ended. There will be a fairly significant amendment when that uh, bill comes before the committee for executive session. Uh, and, of course, the committee will have to accept those uh, amendments and pass the bill out before it gets any debate on the floor. But at this point, what I'm proposing is that uh, we will statutorily appoint a committee of prosecutors, which would be known as a special uh, prosecutor appointment committee. Uh, and... When the number of homicide cases, and I'm saying cases, not homicide deaths, because uh, any mass shooting could skew those, that data. But anytime there are more than 35 homicide cases per 100,000 people in any city, but, but this especially is true in St. Louis, then the governor would uh, have the authority to appoint a special prosecutor under the provisions of the current bill. He would then contact that special committee of, of prosecutors. They would provide a name for him, uh, and then he could make the appointment should he choose to do so. You, that prosecutor would have sole and exclusive jurisdiction over only uh, first and secondary murder, first and secondary assault, first and secondary robbery, and vehicle hijacking. The remainder of the, the prosecutorial responsibilities would remain with the circuit attorney. Uh, but the special prosecutor could focus on those elements which are having the biggest impact on, on the citizens of, of St. Louis. Well, I think it's a great way to get the attention of Kim Gardner, who, as we learned yesterday, has well over 4,000 cases pending application of warrant sitting in front of her office. They're just not getting the job done. Now, not all of those are first and second degree murder or assault cases, but the point is they're overwhelmed and they don't seem to be making any progress. Well, it's a difficult thing, and I, I'm, it's... I've struggled a bit with this. Even I am concerned a little bit because my proposal takes a takes a step down what could prove to be a slippery slope, and I I don't want to be responsible for that. But you know, when you look at the the issue of prosecutorial discretion uh, and independence, that is a cornerstone 
uh, concept in our legal system. And, and I'm acutely aware that we're, we're kind of working around the edges. Of that. And I, I, it's not my preference. And frankly, I'm just a little unhappy that, that people uh, who could fix this have put us in a position of having to do this. Um, the, the, the issue for me is we've got, we've got two, two uh, things to consider. On, on the one hand, you, you we're trying to be careful with this cornerstone concept in our legal system. And on the other hand, you've got approximately 200 people who died last year. Yes. And so if, if you are a, a, an attorney or a prosecutor and you're trying to weigh those two things, you might be weighted toward uh, protecting that legal concept. It's, a, it's such an important part of our system. On the other hand, I was a police officer for 43 years. And for me, uh, I tend to get weighted on the side of the victim. Yeah. So the, the, the homicide rate in, in St. Louis right now on a per capita basis, is about double what the homicide rate is in Chicago. Now, they, they would argue that, well, the, the homicides in Chicago are restricted to enclaves of violence, and I would submit that that's the same thing in St. Louis. So I'm not swayed by that, that argument. The yeah. fact is that our, our community uh, is uh, a dangerous place to be. And I've been told, well, you're you're from Joplin. What are you doing messing around with St. Louis? You're an outsider. Well, to that, I would say this. I am not an outsider. I'm a Missourian, and it's Missourians who are dying. Uh, and, and what's going on in St. Louis is affecting our entire state. Those of us in the state say, well, St. Louis is dangerous. Those outside our state say Missouri is dangerous. Right. It's affecting our economy. It affects our our reputation in the nation and in the in the international community, it affects our uh, uh, academic institutions. The decisions for people to send their children to Missouri to go to go to school, it affects businesses who might want to come here, um, and it affects right now the economy of. I mean, even the even the Missouri Chamber of Commerce testified as to the effects of crime, uh, and they take the unprecedented uh, position of actually coming out. Uh, and in support of this bill. Yeah, well, percep- so, perception is reality, right? We're talking to uh, State Representative Lane Roberts. You, I wanted to go back to something you said a minute ago, that you were frustrated with some people who could fix this problem, and, and since they haven't, you are having to bring this bill up. Who is that? I mean, is it the, the governor doesn't have the authority to fix it without this statute, correct, even if he's willing to do it? Yeah, well, there there are some provisions, I suppose, where you could the attorney general could get involved, but that's a dicey issue. And I, and I think the, the concept of how the governor would, would intervene here is uh, just not clear. Uh, we're yeah. trying to make sure that there is the authority. Uh, my, my concern is, you know, we, we uh, as Republicans, we spend a lot of time talking about the, the sanctity of local control, that people yes. should decide their own issues. And so, we're, on the other hand, if we're being accused, well, now you're usurping local control. If this was just local control, uh, I would have nothing to say. But as I just got through talking about, it, it affects uh, the entire state. This is no longer a, a local control issue. I think that, um, and this is personal opinion, having been a police officer for a long time, 27 of my, my 43 years, I was, I was a chief. And to have a mayor with the best of intentions uh, making dis- decisions about how the police should operate yeah. when she really doesn't have any background in that arena, uh, I think is, is pretty dicey. Uh, that notwithstanding, 
in St. Louis last year, about 200 people died. And on average, about 150 to 200 people are dying every year. Uh, so over the last five years, you're looking at, you know, 850 to 1,000 Missourians are, are, are dead. And the it, people who committed those crimes are not behind bars. And that's not acceptable. No, I agree completely. Well, sir, we'll be paying attention and see what comes out of committee and, and uh, where this goes moving forward. A pleasure having you on today, Mr. Roberts. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate your courtesy. Thank you. You bet. Uh, State Representative uh, Lane Roberts from over in the Joplin, who has, has floated this idea. The State Prosecutors Association is against the idea because they don't, the Prosecutors uh, Association, because they don't want statewide politicians meddling in local affairs because they all feel threatened, too, I guess, if, they're, if they weren't. The point is, are you getting your job done or not? In this case, clearly, she's not doing the job. As you can understand, Kim Gardner hates this idea uh, that that uh, Lane Roberts has come up with, and all she wants is more money to not do her job. So uh, we'll keep people updated on what happens with that legislation as it moves through Jeff City. Yeah, you know, keeping an eye on what's going on in Illinois and Missouri. We're right here, and we're so we're yet so different. Uh, so good luck to those uh, fighting for it in Jeff City. All right, stick around. Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Motorcycle riders and fans of motorcycles, stick around. We've got a show coming to town that you don't want to miss out. Uh, Randy Knoll just putting on the 8th Annual Cycle Showcase STL. No matter the weather, you can enjoy motorcycling. We'll talk to him next on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. Mark Cox, Bo Matthews, Carl Middleman, our executive producer, has uh, lined up a uh, another great guest for the show for you to enjoy and a chance to get out. Now, for those of you that are looking at uh, 40 degrees and over, you get out on your motorcycle when you can. Well, whatever the weather is, you're going to want to stop by the 8th Annual Cycle Showcase STL. This is a two-day event, uh, and it's the art and the history of motorcycling from all over the world with uh, some pretty cool bikes uh, that are going to be there. It's happening on February uh, 11th and 12th, and we want you to be able to do that. And so we've got the guy. we got the guy that's putting it on uh, to talk about it. Now, if you've never been to the City Foundry, my hand is in the air. I have not been to the City Foundry, Mark. I don't know if you've done it. I've heard the restaurants are awesome, um, and this is an event. It's a ticketed event, but it's only $10 for both days. Uh, have you been to the Foundry? I, I have I have not. I got invited to the soft opening for the media and couldn't make it down there that day. But I hear it's pretty cool. Well, it's, I, I think it's been open for a few years now, so that's no excuse. Yeah. But uh, Randy Nolds, welcome to Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors where people go motorcycle riding. How are you, buddy? Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for your patience. Uh, so have you been involved with this since uh, year one? Yes, this is my baby. Um, I so, came up with this. Actually, actually, this is the tenth year and the eighth show. We had a we had a couple of uh, off years there. Where uh, I wonder why. Uh, 
Yeah, where we didn't do some stuff, but uh, so but cold. yeah, this is the uh, the tenth the tenth year we did first. I first did this in 2013 down at the pageant, and uh, it keeps growing and growing. And uh, the yeah, if you guys haven't been to the foundry, the food there is unbelievable. Uh, they Good got word. indoor putt putt golf there, and they that's where I've been the last couple of years, and it's really a great spot for what I'm trying to put together. Sounds like a great host uh, yeah. for you. Yeah, it sure does. So, so people uh, who haven't been down there before, but who love bikes, boy, you got a little bit of everything, don't you, Randy? I do. Um, I have uh, everything from. Let's see. This year, we're going to be unveiling a 2013 Harley Board Track Racer. Uh, what's that? What's that make it? A hundred and a uh, hundred and ten years old. Wow. Um, um, and uh, some. 2022 performance baggers um everything in between we've got european stuff japanese stuff um old vintage stuff racing stuff i've got the uh motorcycle from the movie the harley davidson and the marlboro man what um, i don't know if you i don't know if you remember that movie with uh, mickey yeah. Rourke and don johnson's yeah um, oh the uh, Sturgis, the Sturgis Motorcycle Museum is bringing that down for the show this year. Um, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, it's really, really a cool exhibit, and I can't stress this enough. It's cool for the whole family. You don't have to be a biker for this. It, 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 I was a kid. I mean, you know, I had a mini bike when I was a kid, and that was my first. Actually, my first taste of motorcycle riding was riding on my dad's gas tank of his Honda. 450 four, uh, 400 450 it was in the philippines and uh and so he took me out and i'll never forget it we were riding down this uh, like sandy road and he we wanted to go visit this family and in the in the house the family had one chair the woman had a baby uh connected to her her, her breast <laughs> and I'll, I'll just never I, everything happened at one time motorcycle uh, uh i saw my first breast and it was just it was life-changing but then on the way back to the house <laughs> Can I say this on the radio? I'm, I'm telling you a real life story. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> and, and then my dad dumped the bike with us on it in the sand. Oh, we, no. we were fine, but uh, but my dad's like, "You better never tell your mother that this happened." I'm like, okay. Well, I was not allowed to ride a, a motorcycle uh, while I was growing up. My mother forbid it. And uh, yeah. and maybe that's why I do what I do now. Yeah, <laughs> most mothers do. Yeah. Um, so, Randy, uh, you've been around. Have you? You're curating this uh, this event again. Uh, how yeah. do you get the people to bring the motorcycles in? Or are they all in your basement? Come on, be honest. Well, I, w- I wish I had a basement that big. Um, we're bringing in 50 bikes this year from all over North America. Wow. Um, um, I've got some from uh, South Dakota, from Las Vegas, from New Hampshire. Florida, Texas. Um, I, I've been doing this for a while, and I don't. Without sounding egotistical, words getting out of how fantastic that this show is. Um, how it's not about prizes or awards. This is purely for the love of the motorcycle, and uh, people are actually reaching out to me now, saying, "Hey, I've got this." Or I know a guy that's got this. I think it'd be fantastic for your show. So, and I go to Bike Week, and I go to Sturgis, and I go to all the big events, and I and I hunt down things that maybe uh, people here in St. Louis haven't seen. So, um, as the years going on, it's getting easier and easier to find cool stuff. Um, I, I'm blessed in that, uh, but it's not without a lot of hard work. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I I not. A motorcycle guy. I've certainly ridden them over the years. I, I, I've not owned one, but 
when I go to these car shows, which I like to do, I've got an old Corvette, older Corvette. I love going to these car shows and looking. And inevitably, you're seeing not only some pretty rare stuff, some pretty cool stuff. Oftentimes, there's stuff there that's for sale. If the if your pocketbook uh, is big enough to buy some of it, are you going to have anything? Is anything there going to be um, for sale? The price is right. Well, um, what I what I do know for sale is that well, this is a motorcycle art exhibit. I I include artists as well that kind of work in the moto motorcycle vein. I guess you'd say. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I know that there will be some art for sale. As far as the bikes go, you know, it's probably like Corvettes. Man, how deep is your pocket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if, if money talks. If, if the right money is there, maybe some of these pieces are uh, for sale or or available. Um, yeah, but that's that's up to each bike owner that that brings their machines in. So, what, what's the, uh, what's the coolest bike you've been able to to ride, Randy? Do you, do you can can you talk about that? To ride, yeah. Um, uh, the f- second year of the of the show, I'm a Harley guy. Okay. I've got a number of Harleys, but the second year of the show, um, I had a, a Ducati Panigale which is their cream of the crop, uh, racing, uh, street bike. And, and I, I have a love for the sound of the Harley, the potato, 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 but nothing (laughs) sounds like, uh, like this Ducati wound up. Um, that was, uh, that's, I'm, I get goosebumps just thinking about throwing a leg over that thing. That's a, that's a hoot. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm a chopper guy. I, I, I just give me a, a, a slow, a slow putt down uh, the the river road, uh, you know, with the arm with the air blowing in my armpits, and, and I'm smiling uh, like a Cheshire cat. So, are you not excited about the uh, Harley Davidson EV? Um, <laughs> you're pretty much set. <laughs> He's a Harley guy yeah. now. You know, I mean, it's still um, going to make the same sound, you know right? You know what? I, I'm going to have an electric bike in the show this year um i've tried really? to get the harley bike in the show just because it's different it's yeah. um uh, I, I, it's it's cutting edge um the people that have ridden them say it's like riding a uh a milwaukee power drill <laughs> uh, you twist it and you go like the dickens they say there's oh, nothing yeah. like the acceleration or or anything like that um I, like I said, I still love the sound of it. I'm a purist, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. I see, I understand that they're very big in Europe, and I understand, you know, that in Europe you don't go very far. You're, it's mostly for commuting, um, and and America's built a little different. I don't know. Uh, I, I I like everything on two wheels, to tell you the truth. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'm going to have an electric. I'm going to have an electric bike in the show. A guy out of uh, the East Coast. Uh, is bringing uh, is bringing one in. He just patented a motor uh, drive assembly that you can take any motorcycle and turn it into an electric motorcycle in a weekend. So um, he's coming down and bring this down. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm not I'm not writing them off. Um, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll ride anything on two wheels. It doesn't matter. I'll ride something on three wheels. Um, <laughs> um, Randy Nold is our uh, our guest on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Hey, uh, Dale Walksler, um, uh, Wheels Through Time Museum, used to be uh, based out of Mount Vernon. That's where I bought my first Harley. Is uh, Are you yeah. friends with him? Do you know him? Uh, is he, does he have any uh, entries into your show? He does not. He does not. And uh, But, yeah, he's got an amazing place down there. 
um, Wilshire Times, Maggie Tennessee, Valley, North Carolina, Maggie Valley, yeah. Tennessee. That's it. Um, yeah, they've got an amazing place down there. I've not uh, been able to tap into their into their museum of stuff and, and get anything up here, but uh, it's certainly on my radar. You know, it's, it's I would un- say that you guys are cut from the same cloth for sure, Randy. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just mention this: I, I I have an acquaintance. I'm not going to identify him on the radio who uh, had a connection, and Harley last year came out with a power-assist bicycle. And he, yeah. got, he got one of them. I think they only made, they made a very limited number of these, and they were in great demand around the country. And he, yeah. he's got one in his garage. He took me out and showed it to me. It was really Whoa. cool. Yeah. For $7,000. They're, uh, <laughs> they're, they're not cheap. I know that. <laughs> right, um, right. I don't um, know what the I remember when they, were, when they were running those out. Um, I've not got to... To, to to ride one of those, but like I said, if it's got two wheels on it, I'll ride it. <laughs> <laughs> well, just well, to, just a reminder to people: this is coming up Saturday, February 11th, and Sunday, February 12th, at the City Foundry here in St. Louis. Again, just a ten bucks for adults gives you a wristband for both days. Kids 15 and under free. They got great food and stuff down there as well. And uh, you're only you're only selling tickets at the door. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. we're not going right. to try and go through Ticketmaster or any of that silly stuff. No. You don't want to pay the fees? What's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, tickets are ten dollars uh, in advance. They're forty three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what; it's a pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on getting this show together. And you know what? If anything, it's a great day to get the family out, just to get your steps in and uh, see some really cool stuff and eat some good food at the city foundry. So, uh, Randy, thank you very much for joining us on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. All right. Randy Nolds there with the 8th Annual uh, Cycle Showcase, uh, St. Louis, coming up the 11th and 12th of February. You know, right before Valentine's Day. That'll be perfect next weekend, right? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah and CycleShowcaseSTL.com is the website. You get uh, all the information on that. 15 and under. See, that's what they do. They get you. When you're 11-year-old walking amongst all these motorcycles, that's how they get you. And then you tell your 16-year-old, today you're 15. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would never do anything like that. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Please share this show as a podcast on the Odyssey app uh, to anybody that uh, is like-minded to what we talk about on this program. Have a great rest of your weekend. Boys. See see you next weekend on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.